everybody. Uh, you may not know us. We know you. Just kidding. That was weird. Uh, this is a new thing that we're doing. Hi. Welcome. Join us. This isn't the official intro. This is just how we're starting this baby out. This is a podcast, if you didn't get it, if we don't have an intro song yet. This is Streamweavers. Uh, you'll be hearing my voice a lot. If you came from Murder Blows, what's up? Uh, I'm Violet. And my name is Maisie. Uh, so this is kind of an odd format because we've technically already recorded our first episode because we're professionals now. But this is our official first episode. Right. Nobody will ever, nobody will ever hear that one. No. Unless we get like super famous. It'll be the lost episode of Spongebob. Except it's not. Perfect. <laughs> Violet, what is Streamweavers? Streamweavers is going to be a bi-weekly, correct? <laughs> okay. Or monthly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bi-weekly. Twice a month. Yeah. We're coming at you. Two times a month <laughs> to start out with. Rest our, we record another podcast once a week, so... We're just taking baby steps. We're taking it easy. Taking it slow. Uh, we like to take our commitment slow. Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> um, but we are a bi-weekly movie uh, comedy podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say comedy like Ron Burgundy because it's a movie podcast. And I don't know how funny people think we are. We think we're funny, which is all that really matters. But right. in retrospect. Um <laughs> So here's the rundown. Each two weeks, uh, every fortnight, <laughs> we'll be coming at you <laughs> uh, with uh, a moozy, a moozy, hi editing Maisie, uh, <laughs> uh, a movie that Maisie picked and a movie that Violet picked. And you can decide whether or not you want to tag along with us on this ragtag crazy journey and uh lead us into not lead us in discussions sounds like a church the church of cinema <laughs> um but yeah you guys can follow along with us on the crazy movies we pick uh we're also since we are the stream weavers uh we are only using streaming platforms uh limited to netflix uh hulu and amazon prime and hbo and hbo, you have HBO? yeah i do i also have showtime but just for shameless so that might leave because i think the season's almost over shameless machine <laughs> yes it literally is uh once in a while they get good horror movies though but regardless um yeah so if you have those streaming platforms we are made for you end of story literally yeah literally um if you don't have amazon prime you can also just rent movies on normal amazon so yeah that's true yeah that's true I do it all the time. Um, but yeah, this format's going to do be a little different this episode. Uh, just because we're starting out and we're new. And we want you guys to get to know not only us, but our movie taste. Um, the great thing about Maisie and I is we don't have polar opposite taste. But it's definitely not the same. No. No. We have different feelings, except we both love the dirt. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we do like a lot of the same movies, but we gravitate towards different ones, and we also have different feelings. So Also, Violet watches eight times more movies than I do. Um, especially more horror movies. Yeah. There's an influx. I watch a horror movie literally every day, whether or not I stay awake through the whole thing, or I fall asleep to the same one I've 
watched a thousand times. That's mental, but I love I it. <laughs> I'm always like, why do I have night terrors? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, like I said, this format's going to be a little different. We picked a movie prior uh, for both of us to watch and discuss on this podcast. If you've seen it, great. If you haven't, we'll let you know if you should check it out or not. But before we get to that, uh, we're going to do a rapid fire uh, Q&A, right? Oh, yeah. Rapid. Rapid fire. Um just to kind of get to know your host a little better um so let me get my notes up all right um so here's one that wasn't on the original list that i emailed to Maisie, but i saw it on twitter i think and the first oh i already know what you're gonna say Uh uh-oh do you no maybe not oh okay (laughs) feed me feed me i'm ready okay all right um and just rapid fire, like I said, you don't have to, like, really dig for it. But what's a movie you've seen the most times in theaters? Oh, Does that, you're have not you ever seen like, Have you ever yes. seen a movie more than once in theaters? Yes. Uh-oh. Am I ashamed of it? Yes. All right. But also not. Are we saying it now? Yeah, go for it. Hangover 3. I loved Hangover 3. That's the one where they're in Bangkok, right? I think that's two. Two. The one where they were the two. one where they are in Bangkok, I saw it four times in theaters. Wow. <laughs> I'm proud. I can't tell you why. Hangover we just kept two going back. Is my least favorite hangover, but Perfect. I like Hangover I just... Three, which no one likes, but I like them all though. Why? Why four times? Why did I go That I don't know. Four times. Just to hear Nicki Minaj. Sorry. Oh no, you're okay. Hi, editing Maisie. <laughs> what up? Um, all right. Was there anything that gravitated you towards it? Just I'm a, I'm like a monster. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I I actually did enjoy it, but I don't know. I I don't know if I would have seen it. I know I didn't see it four times in theaters, but no one should ever see that movie four times in theaters. I have seen a lot of bad movies at least three times in theaters, though. So like, I can't fault you. Right. But... In high school, there was a slew of like really bad horror remakes that my friend was like, "Oh, I didn't get to see it last weekend, but I had already seen it." And they're like, "I don't want to go alone. What if I'm scared?" And I'm like, "Okay, pussies, don't worry." <laughs> I got you. It. Yeah. Um. So like, I saw this isn't my most but i saw the fog remake and the covenant oh <laughs> which is like the craft but with boys so <laughs> ew boys <laughs> no, no one asked for that no 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 one anyways it was awful um That's but i funny. definitely saw those three times in theaters a piece but i do have a tie for my most seen movie most times I've seen one movie. Anyways, I saw The Dark Knight and Watchmen both six times in theaters. I think the last, the first episode we tried to record, you brought up The Watchmen like four times. <sighs> I love that movie. I think, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I love that movie. Not a lot of people do, but I saw it. It was also my first legal rated R movie. Like I snuck into a Ooh. lot of rated R movies, but I like flash my ID what was mine when watchmen came out i was like bitch let me in this theater and they didn't at first so i went to a different theater i can't maybe i'll think of it yeah do you if you can 
your first rated R movie. I definitely don't remember my first rated R movie ever. Because <laughs> I saw a lot growing oh, up. Oh, I... We've talked about this on our other podcast, Murder Blows, but I watched, like, The Exorcist and Pet Cemetery at, like, age single digits. Love them, though. I, I saw yeah. Exorcist... I don't remember when I saw Pet Cemetery for the first time. But both solid. Both I think, solid. I know I saw Last House on the Left when I was seven. Also, I saw There's Something About Mary in theaters. <laughs> Is there more than one Last House on the Left? Uh, there's an original by Wes Craven, and there's a remake. Um, I don't remember the director, but I love it. Aaron Paul gets his hand jammed into a, a dish disposal. It's awesome. Does that end with the guy... And his head in the microwave? Yes. Saw the remake. Love. I love both of them, but here's a... Wow, this is really heavy for this first episode, but I love revenge movies. Love them. (laughs) I cannot wait until we, like, pick a revenge movie week because I just... Oh, it'll be the most difficult. I can watch someone go through some horrible stuff as long as they get equal payback, if not more. I am so scared for what you're going to put me through, but I'm here for it. Oh, man. Yeah. My first week, everybody, brace yourselves. <laughs> it's going to be, I don't remember. I know I have seen it, but I think I, like, blocked it out. I definitely, yeah. I have not seen it all the way through either. Oh, shit. I'm excited. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. Uh, what's your favorite genre of movies? Uh, Comedy. Yeah. And and is that just because... Okay, so I consider movies like an escapism, right? Yeah, Who yeah, yeah. Is it your escapism is just like comfort and laughter? It's 100% comfort because um, when I was growing up, we had... Obviously, we still have VHS players because, you know, the 90s were cool and so were the early 2000s. Um, and then we got DVD players in our rooms and we would watch movies and just like keep the same movie in the player for like months and months and months and it was always something from my dad's collection of comedies that were usually based out of the late 80s early 90s so that's just kind of what i grew up on that's just what i've kind of hung on to that's so yeah it's definitely a comfort thing yeah and i i'm one of those people like i think i like genuinely even my least favorite genre of movies i can name like 10 that I actually enjoyed. Right. So, I mean, but comedy is definitely up there for me. I think yeah. I have as many comedies as I... No, I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, don't even finish what you're going to say. Surprise, surprise. For the, for the people that don't know you, Violet, what's your favorite genre? It's horror. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I have no explanation as to why I like horror movies. And I think if I ever... Like, every time I've tried to explain it, it's so long. Like it's, yeah. I could do a whole episode on why I like horror movies. Um, but the basis is there's no other genre that can make you feel that way. Um, very true. It incites an emotion that no one enjoys being in, but it's very like, like I get a pure adrenaline rush out of it. Right. Like I love being scared and everyone's like, oh, why? Well, I'm not like begging murderers to come and kill me, though there is a really good horror movie about that. Um, <laughs> They, like, pay these people to come. Anyways, uh, another episode, another time. Um, but, yeah, I just, I love it. And I like when they're funny. I like when they're gory. I like when they're bad. I like when they're good. Like, 
there's just I've seen so many bad horror movies and still enjoyed myself not every time Mm -hmm. obviously but like it's the genre that I can mainline I've watched movies that I hated like three times just to make sure I hated them in horror that's dedication yeah Hi, the that gallows. Dedication. <laughs> Hi, the covenant. Um. <laughs> um. For me, when it comes to horror, I just want to see if I can do it. Yeah, it's it's almost like an internet challenge, isn't it? Like, can you eat the spicy yeah. food? No one's scoring me, but give me <laughs> the hot ones brand hot sauce at the end. I can take it. <laughs> I can take it. I can take the bomb insanity. Maybe I maybe I watched Hot Ones with the Jonas Brothers this morning. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I don't like the Jonas Brothers, but I do love Hot Ones, so maybe I'll give it a whirl. Yeah, it's okay. Kevin cries. <laughs> oh, I thought you just meant like emotionally. I was like, ugh. I like rolled my eyes. I should. I know. Boys can cry great. too. <laughs> Jonas cry. Brothers can cry. I'm okay with it. But that makes sense. My favorite episode was Post Malone. I rewatch it all the time. Oh God. <laughs> But I love. So great. Do you remember that time? Yeah, of course that was you. I don't know who else I thought I would ever invite over to watch the Ghost Adventures episode with Post Malone. Yes. We watch Ghost Malone. Um, Ghost Malone. Um, is there a movie? I'm going to call it a guilty pleasure. But the funny thing about guilty pleasures with me, and I think Macy's the same way, is like, I'm not actually embarrassed. Like, it's just not no. a popular movie. I know it's bad, but I love it anyways, and I don't care. I see, when we did this for the first time, my first answer was Stick It. And I stand by that, because it's not a bad movie. No. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. But I I just, I don't know. No one ever is like, oh my god, Stick It. It's such a good movie, besides <laughs> you. You're the only other person that's ever said that. Yeah, I yeah. Stick It. But, yeah, that's fine. Give it to me. Yeah. We already uh, asked some of these questions, but Maisie knows mine, I think, if she's forgotten. Oh, It man. just got added to Netflix, so all of you people can... Um, I- I'll never forget. Never forget. Uh, mine is the Dukes of Hazard movie. <laughs> Starring Trisha Paytas. Jessica Simpson. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't you drag either one of them. I don't know which is worse. <laughs> Probably Trisha. Um, but Trisha's richer right now. <laughs> and has less kids. Um, True. Um, no, I seriously love that movie. It's directed by Jay Chandrasekhar of Super Troopers fame. Fun fact. Um, it's got Willie Nelson, who smokes a lot of weed in it. Surprise, surprise. And tells great jokes he tells like the daddest of dirty dad jokes and it's and johnny knoxville and sean william scott and burt reynolds i know i know burt reynolds as boss hog i also was oddly obsessed with the tv show when i was younger yeah i don't know i was like i love horror movies anime and the dukes of hazard <laughs> My grandpa was obsessed with the TV show. <laughs> you know what, though? It really blends me together with a whole new group of people that I never thought I would interact with. Like, I've yeah. been to Cooters so many times, it's not even funny. What's that? It's, oh my god. Okay, so the mechanic in Dukes of Hazard's name is Cooter. He, uh, and the actor opened up a Dukes of Hazard museum. There's a couple of them, I think. Um, but I went to the first one that opened up, well, I think it was the first one, in Nashville, 
And then I went to the one in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Yeah, it's like a legit thing. I got to meet the guy that plays Luke Duke, which I wasn't excited about because I'm way more of a bow girl. Um, yeah, and I got to sit inside the general. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I am way more of a bow girl. Why do you believe this? Mari's my dog. She can't believe it. Mari's shooketh. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't Good know. Good for you. I, Team Bo. I'm really kind of intrigued by Southern culture and especially Southern <laughs> movies and TV. That's um, real interesting. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, there's some fun facts for you. Uh, moving <laughs> right along. <laughs> uh, what's your least favorite? We did this last time. I won't keep saying that we did this last time because you guys could never know. Um, All right. On the count of three. Least favorite. Least favorite genre, genre is one, one two, two, three, three. rom-coms. That was way faster. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Very intense. You were like, rom-coms. Um... Yeah, I, it's the genre that I'm just steer straight clear of. I, I just, like, we know, we know what's gonna happen. You know. Yeah. Find me, here's the challenge. Tweet us, at StreamWeaversPod, the one rom-com that you've ever seen where it didn't go as expected. Uh, ooh, oh, hmm. oh. Uh, okay. So a lot of the okay. This was a hard one because I think I asked Maisie one time, uh, like, what's your favorite rom com? Because it's like mm-hmm. there's got to be a good one. And I almost put Five Hundred Days of Summer. Is that considered a rom com? Oh, actually, yeah. I do have an answer for that too. What the breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston? How does it end? Have you never seen it? I have, but it's been so long ago. They, like... I just remember her yelling at him about the dishes. Because no one wants to do the dishes. But you want... You have to want to want to do the dishes for your partner. Um, (laughs) Fun fact, I watch that movie every Valentine's Day. That's my, like... Really? Yeah, that's my Valentine's Day tradition. I saw it alone twice in theaters when it first came out. I love Vince Vaughn, though. Yeah, he's from Chicago. He's a Chicago man. The movie takes place in Chicago. He's taken the the city by land, sea, and air. Um, Sorry, I really like that movie. Um, Spoiler alert for those of you that haven't seen The Breakup. uh, But it stays true to its name. And Jennifer Aniston is, like, trying. So they're going through a really rough breakup. And then she's like, wait, maybe we should really try and make this thing work. And he, like, kind of blows her off. Just like he always has. And so she gives up. They split up. And Vince Vaughn goes in for one last super romantic gesture. And he's like, look, I made dinner. I did the dishes. I got you the lemons you needed for the centerpiece. Like, he does this big romantic gesture. And she's like, it's way too late. And they break up. Wow. Okay. You don't have to tweet at us, Violet. Just school Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm here for it. I get those odd cravings to watch rom-coms. Usually I regret every second of it, but there are a few and far, you know, but I agree uh, with you. The one rom-com that I really like and would keep in my DVD player for months and months is 13 going on 30. I just, 
I loved it so much. Oh, Mark yeah. Ruffalo could do no wrong. I agree. I love love that movie. I put Knocked Up for mine. Oh, that's a good one. And I hate Katherine Heigl. <laughs> I so like- we don't hate rom-coms. They're just not the ones we seek out the most. Then. Yeah, no. And I, I think Judd Apatow and his career are kind of like separate. Because I also am obsessed with forgetting Sarah Marshall. Also a staple. <laughs> you know what? Just erase the last 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, rom-coms aren't so bad. <laughs> now, that, now that we talked it out, yeah, not there's that a, at There's it. a lot of 80s rom-coms that I really like, too. Like, I love 80s Oh, the rom-coms. 80s are an entirely separate category. I completely agree. That we don't have time for. <laughs> no, we should do future episode you guys want 80s week because yeah 80s I'll two dig. years yeah i'll dig i'll go um let's see um all right i think i don't know how long we've been recording for i guess i should check all right still going it doesn't say oh 21 minutes not too shabby uh but 21 i think 21 i think we should do one uh rep one more question if you're okay with okay. that, and then get into our movie for this week. Okay, okay, okay. All right, Maisie. Uh, give me three, two, one. What's your top three favorite movies of all time? <laughs> three. <laughs> three as in number three on my list is the Pineapple Express. <laughs> Bless. Maisie, I want you to know that that movie is pure perfection. It's so good. <laughs> I had a party when that movie released on DVD mm-hmm. that only two other people showed up to. I did not have marijuana because it was at my mom's house. and <laughs> But I made cupcakes and drew pot leaves on them. Love it. Yeah, It's I, perfect. Yeah. It's just, it's a classic. Who's, um, your, who's your favorite character in that movie? Oh. Uh... I think it's I think it's gonna it's gonna be my two main guys. Really? Yeah. I really <laughs> just <laughs> I don't know what it is about Seth Rogen, mm. but love him. He's just I just uh he's he's like with Mark Ruffalo, he can't do any wrong. I agree. I agree. Um Except for that mm, I'm gonna call it out because he did that charity for hilarity thing oh i didn't see that it was on it was so dumb i really like there was a good a good premise behind it and it raised a lot of money for something that was really good but the yeah. it was just stupid i think but anyway <laughs> you probably haven't seen he's done a romantic drama i think michelle williams is in it i don't remember what it's called because i hated it so much he's great oh. in it he's great but the movie is trash and I hate okay. that I hated it, but how are you going to cast Seth Rogen as the boyfriend people cheat on? <laughs> she's like, and then she's like justifying herself and he's like, I'm sorry, I just want you to be happy and I want to cook for you because I'm a chef. And I'm like, it, I just, <laughs> my brain can't compute that movie. <laughs> I just want to turn it off. Um. Anyway, sorry for interrupting you. Yes, Pineapple Express is amazing. Fun fact, I have the world's biggest crush on Danny McBride. <laughs> he has been my, like, phone background for the longest time. I'm also wearing an Eastbound and Down shirt. 
I mean, that's I can validate she is wearing an Eastbound and Down t-shirt. And when it, my favorite one of my favorite parts in that movie is when he is going through his gun collection and he pulls up the tiny one and he goes, I used to use this gun when I was a prostitute. <laughs> Thug life. He's so incredible. He shoots that guy in the foot. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm relapsing on how much I love that movie. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, love it. Alright, number uh, two. Number two is a little bit darker. It's a little ditty called Zodiac <laughs> with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, it's a solid true crime movie. Yeah. And that's like half of my life is true crime shit. So <laughs> it's half there you go. Half movies, so half true crime. This is the perfect mesh. Uh, my number one movie will always and forever be Tommy Boy. Um, I have a Callahan on a t-shirt. It's one of my most prized possessions. I, it's just such a good movie. It was a really my dad is the one that showed me the movie, and that's the first time I've ever seen him, like, hee-haw laugh <laughs> was at Tommy Boy. Aww. Uh, so it's, yeah, I just love it a lot. Chris Farley, rest in peace, can't be uh, replaced. Yeah. They really. tried to do Tommy Boy 2, essentially, with Black Sheep, and that was just I a, remember that well. don't worry about it. You're not missing anything. Dang. It's like... Uh, I think it's Chris Farley's older brother is running for some type of government position. Really? Yeah, and Chris Farley and David Spade have to go on the road again, oh. and they get into shenanigans, but it's just not as good. Like, it, you know, they tried too hard for it. Uh, yeah, Tommy Boy is one of the best. I, Don't fight me. <laughs> I love Saturday Night Live-driven uh, oh, movies. Yes. Like, 100%. I literally quote Wayne's World every day of my life. Not that they're the same. Chris Farley's in that though, right? Or is he there... is. He's a security guard. That's right. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure he's in that. Also, he comes Lowe. off the bus and he has the longest <laughs> blonde wig that just doesn't fit anything about him, and it's glorious. Yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm here for your top three. I actually haven't seen Zodiac, but it's really good. I hated Robert Downey Jr. up until like. A year ago i still don't really love him but i really I... want to see the movie i love yeah. jake gyllenhaal that's good oh, that's really cool okay sorry my okay violet what are your top three movies um so number three is an 80s movie but it's the outsiders yes uh francis Ford coppola <laughs> fun fact shot that movie in sequence Whoa, that like never happens, right? Yeah, no. Usually they like shoot it way out of whack, but I don't know why he did it. Also, Walmart has it from time to time in the $5 bin. It's the full novel edition. It's so worth it. It's literally, it's almost every scene from the book in the movie. Oh my God. It's incredible. And like the actors in that, Patrick Swayze, C. Thomas Howell, Rob Lowe, Tom Cruise, uh, Emilio Estevez. I'm missing one. Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I forget. Uh, Donnie. <laughs> yeah, um, but I was obsessed with that movie. Someone asked me, or someone asked on Twitter, what is the one movie you rented the most from the video store? And I rented The Outsiders so much from my local video store on VHS that they gave it to me. 
Oh. Like, they were just like, I would literally rent it for seven days because they did week rentals. And then I would just mm-hmm. get there and pay them for the rental for the next week. And they're like, it's, you've definitely paid like quadruple yeah. what it's worth. Like, I did that for like a year and I love the book. So I just. Oh, yeah. is I, that number three or number one? Number three. <laughs> number three. Uh, Number two. Okay. So this is kind of odd because number two is not my favorite horror movie of all time. But I feel like I have seen it more. I don't know if I enjoy. I guess it's not my favorite horror movie, but I think it is an incredible movie and I love it. And it changed the way I saw horror, I think. And that's Evil Dead 2. Not one. Mm -hmm. Not Army of Darkness, but two. Because it's literally the same premise as Evil Dead 1. Uh, but with a bigger budget. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, I love that movie. There are so many moments where I'm like laughing and crying. And it's also really creepy. And I love practical effects. And yeah, it's just, it's fun. End of story. It's a fun movie. It's fun. It's a good time. It is. It is. Um, and number one, apparently is a hot take. Who says? Uh, Twitter. I mean, I base my life off of uh, film Twitter. (laughs) Film Twitters. Film Twitters. Uh, Yeah, someone posted this on, like, the five movies you've seen most or something. And it's definitely one of mine, too. Definitely not the most. The Outsiders one's that. But uh, Fight Club is my favorite movie of all time. I have a Fight Club tattoo. I've read the book. I actually like the movie more. Whoa. Yeah, they end totally differently. Um, But I just... Fight Club is that movie that when I saw it the first time, I was like, oh, I kind of saw that coming. Like, it's kind of... At the time, it was like a very overused plot device in movies. But Mm -hmm. I saw it later than it came out. But but at the same time, there was something about it that drew me to it. And I love David Fincher as a director. And I love Edward Norton so much. And it was just, I mean, the colors in that movie are brilliant, and the acting is incredible, and you can see Tyler Durden. You knew about that, right? Like, the flashes of Tyler Durden throughout the whole movie? No. Yeah. So there are scenes where Tyler Durden is literally spliced into, like, one frame, and he just flashes. It's just, like, him staring through the whole movie. What? Even before he meets Tyler Durden, I'm pretty sure. That's crazy. Yeah. There's so much love and effort, and I think a lot of people hate it, and I've gotten flack for it before because it they think it, like, breeds toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. But I didn't take it that way. <laughs> I took it as... And that's... Go ahead. No, sorry. go ahead. No, I, no. I just took it because I was tired of the life I was living and the life I was trying to achieve because it was everyone... It was what everyone around me was trying to achieve, and it just... I hate consumerism. <laughs> I'm yeah. a slave to it, but, like, so is everybody, and I like that it just kind of called people out. Chuck Palahniuk, who wrote the book, is hands down my favorite writer of all time, uh, tied with Stephen King, who's massive. So, I mean, it's just, yeah. it cha- That movie literally changed my life and the way I saw things. It made me not want to I... settle, so. Oh, I love that. Thanks, Fight Club. I also thinks that's the like that's kind of the magic of movies <coughs> like you get to take away from it what you take away from it you don't have to i don't have to take away from fight club what you took away from it absolutely 
If Which you I think want to take away from it that Meatloaf has great tits in that movie, you do you. You get you get to do that. <laughs> That's your right. Um, which is why I think this podcast is going to be fun because Violet and I, I feel like we see things the same in a lot of ways, but there definitely is some difference in taste where she's going to recommend something and I'm going to be like, why did you make me watch that? And I'm sure she'll be like, why did you put me through that for two and a half hours? Oh, yeah. This week is going to be... <laughs> I can't I seriously can't wait to even just say it. I'm so nervous. I'm excited for your reaction because if you've never heard of it, tight. I'm sure you have though. But when the audience I just picture the audience hearing me say it and it just Ah, music to my ears. Alright. So <laughs> on that note, everybody, we are going to get into the first movie of the podcast ever. The first movie ever. We won't do that each time, swear. No. Actually, you know what? I can't yeah. promise. Yeah. Also, I think it's safe to say, we haven't talked about this beforehand, but I think it's safe to say that this podcast will have spoilers. Probably more often than not. 100%. And we will tell you when there's not spoilers. I so, will say, I won't spoil, like, I'm. there's no way I'm not going to be able to not talk about Stranger Things. Double negative. But, like, with TV shows, I won't spoil. If they just came out, I won't spoil. Oh, it. yeah. Also, I feel like we're probably not... The movies that we're picking are on streaming <laughs> services. Yes. So, you have so, like, two you weeks can go to watch, and watch it. Yeah, and then you can go and watch it literally, like, whenever we're done here. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So. Um, Except for this I, one. <laughs> yeah. This one has been out since 2014, so that's on you, fam. Uh... Yeah. Do you want to introduce Violet, what do we watch? What oh. do we watch? So this week, um, this was a Maisie pick. I'm going to give her 100% credit. Uh, she picked it for the first episode that we were going to record, uh, and I was so excited because I'd only seen it once at that time. I've rewatched it twice since then. Oh, my God. And loved it every single time. I, <laughs> Without further ado, this is Tusk, directed Tusk. by Kevin Smith. Um, it's starring, uh, Michael Parks, Justin Long, Genesis Rodriguez, Haley Joel Osment, the kid from The Sixth Sense, yes. He's back, baby. Um, He's back. And Johnny Depp. <laughs> Johnny I, uh, freaking Depp. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get, we'll there. get there. I almost I didn't say it, but. No, it just, it's an honorable mention. That's for sure. I gotta. I gotta. <laughs> All right. Um, so before we really get into it, Maisie, just honest opinion, lay it on me. What did you think of this movie? Um, well, <clears throat> I had a lot of emotions as the movie progressed. I think as a whole, it's it's Kevin Smith. It's fun. Um, you're like, what did I just watch? But then again, it's Kevin Smith. 100. What? <laughs> I mean. 100. I completely. I, did, I, did I love it? No. I didn't love it. But I had a good time. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, I guess I should really go over the plot. And without giving. I will try not to give too much away. But I had a lot. Not spoiled for me. But I knew 100%. Not. Okay. This is going to sound weird. I knew 100% what I was getting into. And even when I watched it, I had no idea what I was getting into. 
Right. So it's about these two podcasters, um, and one of them gets this interview. Um... Hi, oh. editing Maisie. Hi. Hold on. Is everything okay? okay? Boris. Okay, sorry. My cat knocked something egregious over. It was probably a Last Supper display. Oh. Um, <laughs> not mine. Um, okay, so. Not, not my dinner. <laughs> it's not my Last Supper. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, my cat's a dick. He really wants in, but he is so obnoxious. Um, he's not an outdoor cat. Anyways, hi, editing Maisie. How the heck are you? Hey. Um, so Tusk is about these two podcasters uh, that nail this interview uh, with a guy. I think it's like based off of the Star Wars kid from the golden YouTube era. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they get an interview with this kid who like embarrasses himself on the internet and they're like, no, we won't make fun of him. But they kind of are because they that's like what they do. They're very, like, dick and fart joke, kind of raunchy humor. Um, anyways, they get an interview with him. Uh, Justin Long's character goes out to meet him. Uh, the guy doesn't end up meeting them, to put it lightly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the interview falls through 100%. So he finds this ad uh, for this guy looking to share his stories. He goes to meet him. The guy uh, drugs him and begins to slowly amputate his body to yeah. turn him into a walrus. Wallace the walrus. Wallace the walrus. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, fun fact about this movie, it was based off of uh, Smodcast episode number 288, uh, they were both, I I think it was, I can't remember who all is on Smodcast, but it was essentially just a stoner idea. And Kevin Really? Smith, yeah. Because I wrote that credits? down. Yeah, but because I, I wrote that down that it was a Smodcast number two, whatever, and uh -huh. then I just never really listened to it because I watched the movie this morning. Yeah. But I was like, because in the opening credits, it says based on true stories. And I was like, what the? So technically, yes, Kevin Smith got really high and was just like what if we made a movie and this is how it goes and that's what spoiler alert if you watch the ending credits he's describing the whole movie in the credits oh if you watch all the way through um yeah i didn't watch all the way through i was like the credits are 20 minutes long i gotta go i watched it but i've seen it now three <laughs> times um right also uh it was supposed to be a trilogy cross your fingers we'll get the last one um it does have a not sequel, but like a spiritual sequel. It takes place in the same universe as Tusk. Yeah. Um, it's called Yoga Hosers. No one liked it but me, so <gasps> no one liked it. Like, everyone I've talked to was like, this is disgusting, this is trash. But Kevin Smith got to make a movie with his daughter, and that's all he cared about. And it was super fun. Aww. Yeah, it's bad, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, but there was also supposed to be a third one called Moose Jaws. Um, based off another high rambling. Um, but so far, no word of Moose Jaws 
has come out. He is doing <laughs> no moose jaws. Yeah, uh, no moose jaws yet. I assume because yoga hosers was panned so poorly. Um, this is Kevin Smith's second horror movie. Um, he did a movie called Red State based off of uh, the terrors of Westboro Baptist, uh, also starring oh. Michael Parks, um, who was the walrus surgeon. <laughs> yeah. Um, he played essentially the run, like the head priest of Westboro, but in Red State. Uh, Westboro actually protested the movie. He invited them in to watch it. They stayed seven minutes and left. Ah! <laughs> Fun fact about Red State. Um, <clears throat> I love this movie. I, my favorite thing about this movie is the first time you see Justin Long in the, as a walrus. <laughs> oh my this God. This sounds so surreal to be talking about as a movie. Uh, but when I first saw him, I was laughing hysterically. I was like, this is ridiculous. And the further the movie went on, the more uncomfortable I got. It's so uncomfortable. So, um, <clears throat> Michael Parks that plays this surgeon will use loosely. Uh, we find out he's been a serial killer for years and years and years. And this is like his thing to um, find vulnerable people, maybe, I don't know, and take them and cut their bodies into ways that will make it easier for him to make them into a walrus which wow and since i i studied medicine in school like briefly and when he was <laughs> like it panned to the skin flaps on the wall i was like Ugh. what yeah how what where did all these come from and then when it shows it like slowly pans up to the air quotes walrus like <laughs> and you're like what am i even looking at like there's a random ear next to a belly button <laughs> there's yeah. like, like brown patches of skin like <laughs> and i was just in there going what am i looking at like how my brain could not compute how this no thing had been made i think the human centipede makes more medical sense than this <laughs> oh <laughs> um god yeah, I. It's so hard to talk about this movie because it is so freakishly out there, in in the best way, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter uh, play the two clerks in the movies. Uh, in the movie, they're also in Yoga Hosers, which is all about them. Uh, but they're the oh shit, what is their name? They both have the same name, the Colleens. They're the gas station clerks oh oh that's funny yeah uh so uh one is uh harley harley quinn smith and the other is lily rose depp um and then there were a couple other cameos uh one i have to give a shout out to is the airport uh attendant i guess oh. is harley Mornstein. i wrote down is that the guy yeah from epic mealtime i wrote down one of his quotes What's your quote? I only wrote down so, one quote, but I didn't write down who said it. Uh, so it's that guy that Violet just mentioned, and that he's asking why Justin Long or Wallace wants to come into the Canada or whatever, and he's like, I'm a podcaster, and he's like, great. And then he says, Justin Long, like, or Wallace, tries to be clever about, like, a Canadian joke or something, and he says something about the colors of the flag, or something like red, white, and blue. Mm -hmm. And then the guy says red, white, and never blue. Oh, because he, 
he was sad and he was like you can't be sad here red white never blue then he goes okay 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 i just got it down about that scene harley morton seemed best part (laughs) well and they also said they had like a 15 second sorry like back and forth they're like sorry 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 The only quote I wrote down from the movie, I didn't write down who said it, though, and I'm really disappointed. It says, hell is your children. I don't remember who said it, though. I Was that not the surgeon guy? Probably. But I was just like, that shook me up. Like, I don't know. I thought that was really great writing. Um, sure. Also, Kevin Smith's wife makes a cameo. Jennifer Schwalbach. The- Smith. Who's that? Uh, that's Kevin Smith's wife, and she played the waitress. In the diner. Waitress in the diner. Yeah. I caught her out of the corner of my eye the first time I was, or the second time I was watching it, technically. I was like, oh my god, that's Kevin Smith's wife. She's oh. in a lot of them, though. Uh, she's in Clerks 2. She's in Zack and Mary Make a Porno, which I also highly recommend. She's in, uh, really there's this horror movie anthology movie called Holidays, and Kevin Smith gets the Halloween one, and uh, Harley Quinn Smith, his daughter, is in it. Jennifer Schwalbach is in it, I believe, and Harley Morenstein is in it. So check gotcha. that one out too. It's super weird. Um, let's see. Uh, and- do we want to talk about how in the beginning Wallace plays with a penis bone for like twenty minutes? Oh yeah, yeah, he does do that. Wallace's character is so well written, in my opinion, though. Like he's not. He's an ass. He is. <laughs> But I love that scene where him and Genesis Rodriguez, who plays his girlfriend, uh, are talking about how she fell in love with the old Wallace and he like has to put on a facade for the Nazi podcast. That's the name of their podcast. It's N-O-T dash S-E-E because the whole premise of their podcast is that Wallace is the one that goes and interviews all these people that are very interesting and then he comes back and tells Teddy aka Haley Joel Osment about it Who and Teddy great in the movie? I loved him in the movie. Yeah. He was um, really good. I definitely when they op- the first scene is them opening up with their like D- radio DJ bleh, like radio talk, you know, like fart jokes and Yes. Being aggressive, and I was like, I'm over this. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> took two seconds. <laughs> so, as someone, I mean, Maisie and I have been on another podcast for over a year now, and I was kind of thinking about how I put on kind of, I wouldn't say a facade. Right. I'm very honest and open on that podcast, but there is like a, a need and a feeling inside of me to push this other person forward. Even on this one, I feel like I sound totally different i probably you don't. don't thank you not to me <laughs> Solid. yeah but i feel like more organized and like my thought processes are more clear and i mean i drink the same on them <laughs> but um so i think uh michael parks is incredible well, at first i was like is that brian cranston yeah <laughs> but <laughs> right. and then i googled it and i was like confirmed not brian cranston definitely not also so there's a scene where um, they're at the dinner table, and it's after Wallace wakes up. And are we doing spoilers? Yeah, just it's from, from 2014. This, I mean, it's it's hard too because this movie, like, you can't pitch this movie to someone without telling them that this no. guy turns him into a walrus, which is well, okay. The so we already know, basis. yeah. But past that, past this point, if you haven't seen the movie and you want to watch it before, 
pause it go watch it it's like not even two hours long i think go watch it come back and listen to the rest spoiler alert from here on out to the end okay great that takes a lot of pressure off of me (laughs) um (laughs) when justin sorry i gotta stop calling him by the actor's name when wallace when wallace wakes up um he is told by howard played by michael parks that he was bitten by a brown recluse that uh he can't have his phone because it was smashed by the doctor and it's in pieces now and he can't feel his legs because he had to have a spinal injection because of the spider bite and he had to have his leg amputated below the knee so it really just very quickly turns into a misery situation yeah but like amplified yeah amplified um what was i getting at oh the scene where they're at the table oh the dinner table yeah and wallace knows where like he knows he doesn't have a leg anymore but um uh howard is like why don't you eat and he's like i can't move my arms and they get to the scene after a little bit of talking back and forth where Wallace is so frustrated. He's like, what is going on? And he starts to, like, wail almost and cry and scream. And Howard is just, like, out crying him. And he starts yes. to growl. And he stands up. And in my notes, I put, how he can walk? <laughs> and- <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's right. it's just, like, a scream off. And then it pans out through the window of the side of the house. I was like, wait what like this guy that's i think you know this howard guy is super weird and then that's the point where you're like woof what are we actually dealing with here because we don't know anything about him being a serial killer yet truly you get this really odd story about his time overseas right he's you get this flashback that's very ernest hemingway yeah yeah Oh, yeah, I forgot uh, about I thought... Ernest Hemingway. How could I forget? <laughs> Bullshit on that. Yeah. Um, so then it gets to the part where the Allie, the girlfriend, is doing a monologue, essentially, mm-hmm. to the camera, you know, and she's yes. crying and she's saying how, um, you know, she didn't want to do this, but he cheated and she hates herself for staying with him or whatever. And I thought that maybe she set this whole thing up. I thought so too. At first it was like, whoa, like yeah. this girl is intense. And then Yeah. It And then you see like Haley Joel Osmond's hand and you're like, oh that's Teddy. I see yeah. what's happening now. Which is crazy. Like, I don't know. I've seen that plot device in a lot of movies, but Kevin Smith Okay, so I will tell you the movie I almost picked and then I remember that we did a Kevin Smith movie this week. So I'm gonna hold off if we do like an LGBTQ movie. But Chasing Amy is by far my favorite Kevin Smith movie, and it's simply mm. because he writes his characters so, so well. I am yeah. so invested. Like, even someone as, like, kind of, like, I mean, let's look at Clerks. Randall and Dante are, like, the most one-note characters. They're just mm-hmm. these, like, bitter guys that work at a gas station and they hate everything. Not a gas station, a convenience store, sorry. Uh, that hate everything. And you're like, I know these guys, but for some reason, Kevin Smith's writing makes these characters so compelling. And even in a movie about a guy that turns another dude into a a werewolf, a walrus, (laughs) the characters, like, I love that scene where she's doing the monologue. And then you, like, get this twist that she's sleeping with his other podcast member who's, like, way more sensitive and sweeter and just, 
And, like, not an asshole. Yeah, because Wallace 100% is. But but you still find a way to connect to him. Like, you still don't wish this weirdness on him. No, and at the end, like, you do feel bad for well, Wallace. But, <laughs> I mean. Before we get to the end, though. There's no, 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 yeah. We gotta yeah. talk about. Yeah, what? Is it Allie's freckles? Because, yeah, I'm oh, here for it. Super cute. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, no, that is uh, Detective Guy LaPointe. Oh, 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 my God. So, the first the first time you see Guy, uh, however you say the last name, he is, the camera angle is from a diner table. So, you just see him, <laughs> single person. He's got a hat on. He's got glasses on. And the glasses come off. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is that who I think it is? And I just let it play out and i'm like that's johnny depp that's fucking johnny depp that's johnny depp and you can tell by the way his mouth moves oh 100 well and so here's a fun fact i'm not a johnny depp fan not at all and i totally forgot when i picked this movie you said he's in it and i did i was not even looking for him well and even if i did i feel like he takes a second like he really takes a second to grasp yeah yeah he's in it and to be honest, I'm not saying it's my favorite Johnny Depp movie. Yeah, you are. You already did. <laughs> no, Secret Window <laughs> is my favorite Johnny Depp movie. <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I thought he his character in this movie is so, so funny. Yeah. It's so weird and out there, and they give him prosthetics, and I yeah. don't know why, but I don't care. Like, I, they made his cheeks like... His face fuller. And his nose, like, his nose yeah. is what gets me. But, and his hair, and he's, like, French-Canadian, I think. Oh, God. He is so funny. And that scene with uh, Michael Parks on the porch when they're talking about the Oh, with the lisp? So funny. A Bartholomew Moussier? Yes. I was, like, crying laughing because I what was, did like, he call what the bathroom? I watching? I don't even remember. The potty hole? Maybe. Or something like that? (laughs) He's like, what? But but Johnny Depp also has, like, a slightly lazy eye, like, every couple of seconds. Yes! It's (laughs) it's so good. How? How do you do that? You want to talk about a role that Johnny Depp disappears in? (laughs) It's that one. Edward Scissorhands, who? Who? (laughs) What's the character he plays in that Pirates movie? Jack I was Sparrow. gonna say Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, in essence. Sorry. Johnny I... Depp as Johnny Depp. Hot take. Wait, we can do our hot takes at the end. Remind me about my Ooh. hot take at the end of the episode, because Okay. Johnny Depp, it isn't it. But this is the his oh, he's so great in this movie. I love him. So he plays a detective that is helping mm-hmm. Teddy and Allie find Wallace. And he's yep. been hunting this guy and he knows he's caught him. But he let For him For years. For years. Fees, I did. Um, yeah, he knows he's seen him. He knows exactly mm-hmm. what he looks like. He knows he messed up, and he's going back to find him. And I think I don't know what else to talk about other than the walrus scenes. It's oh. it's time to get full walrus. So when it's... Kevin Smith, I think, was doing this movie, he did a hashtag, and it was like walrus no if you didn't want to see the movie, and walrus yes if you did. And these scenes are so walrus, yes. <laughs> oh, God. So the first scene I remember is Michael Parks trying to teach Wally the walrus how to swim. 
It is seeing ah. Justin Long in the walrus suit as is. Like I said, the more and more I watched it, the more uncomfortable I got. Like it's ridiculous, but you're so concerned because you can see Justin Long. <laughs> like you can see his eyes, and they zoom in on random shit like his fingernails, and you're like, oh, oh there's a human in there. Like the walrus whiskers mm. that are just like attached to where his mustache once was. Also, his tusks are oh. made out of his own leg bones. Yes. And we know that because Johnny Depp, uh, Goy, what's his name? Guy? Guy LaPointe. Guy LaPointe. Guy, Guy LaPointe. I'm so sorry, Quebec. <laughs> um, <laughs> My B. Please don't hate us. We it's... love Canada. I love poutine. I love Harley Morenstein. <laughs> I want to go so bad. Uh, red, white, but never blue. Got it. Um... <laughs> What was I getting at? Oh, he said in one of the victims, they found two holes in the upper lips, but the other cops thought that it was, like, from being hung by, like, meat hooks by the mouth. Mm -hmm. And then that theory changed when they found a piece of tibia bone in the holes. Violet's doing that thing with her eyebrows where she goes up and down really fast. Because so I, that's that so only crazy. leads you. It is so crazy, but it only leads to you to assume that when they show Justin Long, Wallace, as the walrus... That those are his own tibia bones hanging from his mouth. Yes. The You had to be high while you were writing this. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's so crazy, it works for me. Like, there is no... This is one of those movies, like... So I was going to ask this at the end, but... I, I don't think I would ever recommend this movie. I don't think I have. I've never been like, have you seen Tusk? I think you'd love it. Because it's right. so special. Like... <laughs> Well, you but, have to, like, I would recommend it to Violet because I know what she likes and I know how she watches movies. Yeah. But, like, to a co-worker, never. No, uh, what are you talking about? Who's Kevin Long? Not Kevin Long. <laughs> he made up a person. See, exactly. <laughs> Kevin Smith and uh, Justin Long are the same person now. Oh, um, no. no. But you Not can tell all. that, like, Kevin Smith just loves making movies, you know? He like, loves reactions out of people. Well, and I think he... I've always been under the impression that he makes movies to entertain himself. You oh, know, like, I can see that. Like, yeah, these yeah. are movies that he 100% wants to see, and he does not give a shit if you don't. His next movie That's... is the Jay and Silent reboot. So it's Jay and Silent Bob going to Hollywood to fight them rebooting Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, and I'm 100% here for it. Like, <laughs> Kevin Smith can literally do That's... anything, and I will watch it genius that's a movie in a movie the clerks animated series is so good i haven't seen that but i want to it's not great because it's like obviously like very watered down kevin smith's best is rated r end of story yeah um okay so we did walrus walrus swimming now we have to talk about the climax of the film the walrus fight <laughs> okay so so Howard, uh, Howard Howie, the serial killer, his whole deal is that in one of these stories, he was lost at sea, essentially, right? And he was saved at Ponder Rock by this walrus. And all that means is a walrus came up to him and they hung out for a couple days, apparently. <laughs> uh, and spoiler alert, on top of spoiler alert, he ends up eating the walrus to survive. But we don't learn that until the very end. Yeah. But he's never forgotten um, his best he's friend. He's never forgotten this damn walrus. And uh, <laughs> there is a scene where 
he after Wallace has first become a, a walrus <laughs> and he's like you gotta learn how to swim and he yanks his chain oh, literally yeah. <laughs> to wear <laughs> we're not pulling your <laughs> chain folks <laughs> no we're not pulling your chain Wallace he is uh so basically Howard knocks Wallace into the water and he has to learn how to swim well he goes underwater and you oh, pan yeah. over and see like two other homemade walruses out of people and yeah set in the scene set in the scene this guy is just fixated on having a walrus friend and um he said the first time around when he was actually in the cave at ponder rock his walrus walrus friend didn't get a chance to fight for his life so there he just essentially making rematches mm-hmm. between him and and a human-made walrus. That's your... So, that's, he... Yeah. Yeah, he has a walrus skin of his own that he can put on and take off. <laughs> Forgot about that. His is adaptable. Wallace's <laughs> is not. <laughs> no. Wallace, Wallace is stuck. <laughs> Wallace is the Beatles, I am the walrus. <laughs> Cuckoo ka um, Ooh. <laughs> I had to, I had to do it to Yeah, um, I had to do it to him. <laughs> um, the walrus fight is so uncomfortable because the weirdest thing it's literally just skin slapping together oh yeah oh yeah the sounds are unmistakable um and at the end of the story um Allie and Teddy and Guy Lidpoint um bust (laughs) in the scene and they witness this insane walrus battle which no they they don't see the battle they come in after Oh, when Wallace has won, and he's like, "Yeah, that's right." Spoiler alert: yeah. Wallace wins. Yeah, Wallace. Uh, so Tuss. Uh, Howard, yeah, busts through his own homemade suit because he can still stand, and he stands up, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill you!" And I don't remember how Wallace gets him down, but he gets him off the ground, and he basically stabs Howard with his tusks, aka his own tibia bones. But. Well, I thought, because Guy Point tried to shoot one of them. No, so... Oh, okay. So, when they walk in, when um, Teddy and Allie bust through, they each have guns, and they just see um, Wallace with bloody tusks, like, laying over Howard's body. And then, when they come in... Uh, Guy Lapointe comes behind him, and all you see him do is cock his gun and shoot. But you don't see where it goes. And that's when it pans to the last scene of the movie. Which? Woof. (laughs) This was hands down the moment where, like, I stopped laughing. The laughing had ceased. So, fun fact, I laugh when I'm nervous. Uh Uh-huh. That's a natural reaction, I feel like. I'm like, (laughs) what is happening? (laughs) Yeah. And it stopped. Like, I was uncomfortable, but not even laughter could save me. I was just... So the last scene is Teddy and Allie holding hands. Mm Mm-hmm. And they walk out to this small enclosure. And they throw a fish down, correct? Yep, she she unwraps a mackerel from a newspaper. <laughs> um, because she you also them... works in a fish market. No, I'm just kidding. Well, you see them go into the building they go go into has a sign that says exotic animal exhibit. Mm. 
And that just leads you to assume that the exotic animal that comes out to eat the mackerel is, in fact, Wallace the walrus, who lets out the saddest cry as Allie gives him just the talk about a supportive girlfriend. So this is what makes me mad about Wallace (laughs) is even in pure walrus form, she's still confessing her love for him. And supporting yeah, him. Truly. Like, That's wow. Wallace, I love you. Your boyfriend is a Wallace. A Wallace? A walrus. <laughs> and you're still like, I'm, she's just there. So we have to assume that Allie and Teddy have devoted their life to supporting Wally the walrus. And it ends. There's a end credit theme song. And I thought I wrote it down. Oh, I did not. Yeah, because it's a cover. God, I'm going to be so pissed if it's... Is it in the pines? Because I'm going to lose it if it's in the pines. <laughs> it, uh, no, it's not. Theme. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, Google. Uh, tusk. <laughs> um. Oh, that's right. How could I forget? It is a song called Tusk by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, weird. I didn't even notice that song. I remembered the second time around when I watched it, when we first decided to watch it, I was like, oh my God, this Fleetwood Mac. But I couldn't, for some reason, I could not remember it for the life of me. Um, the Mac. Yes, I love Fleetwood Mac. She's my witch queen. Um, So, and that is how the movie ends. Please stay through the credits, though, because Kevin Smith's retelling in his stoner voice of how he wants. Might go back and watch that. Just watch the credits because Kevin Smith, like, giggling through explaining the walrus battle is fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. Um, So, Maisie, I, I kind of said earlier that I wouldn't recommend it, but overall, do we do a rating system? Do people do a rating system? We can. I don't know what our rating um, system is, though. I don't either. I okay. Think... Netflix has a thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up, thumbs oh, down. Easy. Simple. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> we'll do our rating up? systems based on the streaming service we use. I would say... I don't know. Like, thumbs up for your niche friends that you know could handle it. Thumbs down to anyone on the street. Yeah, 100. Well, and I almost like would want. So when I started recommending it to people, because I did, because I loved it, but I. <laughs> it's not one of those movies. It's not going to win any awards. No. And it's not like groundbreaking. Like a serial killer turns a dude into a walrus, a yeah. podcaster into a walrus. Yeah. Which is why we decided this would be the perfect first episode, because <laughs> surprise, we're podcasters, though. So relatable um but they weren't relatable at all i did not relate to either well i can't say that because i i feel the need to be funny on podcasts so maybe maybe i do relate a little bit to the nazi podcast Mm. um (laughs) but yeah i would give it a 100 thumbs up but if even my boyfriend, who I love dearly, would I be like, yeah, we gotta watch Tusk. I don't know. That would not be 
it's not something I would set out to show him, but I do love. I love the movie. I think it's great. Right. Um, crap. What was I gonna say? <clears throat> Hi, editing Maisie. <laughs> what up? What's up? Okay. <laughs> um. Well, I don't know. I think. Oh, uh, I don't know. You can edit this out if it doesn't fit. But uh, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith also does another podcast called Hollywood Babylon. Uh, with Ralph Garman, and Ralph Garman is a detective in the movie. I didn't write down what scene, but I thought that was a neat little... Oh! Because Kevin Smith loves to make movies with his friends, so I just thought that was cool. I love that. Yeah. Make um, movies with friends. If you like Kevin Smith, I 100% say watch it, whether or not it's niche or not. Just I like Jersey Girl. There, I said it. I don't give a shit who knows. I said it. I love Jersey Girl. It's not that bad. It's PG-13, but it's swell. If you want to drag a Kevin Smith movie, drag Cop Out. (laughs) Have you ever seen either of those movies? I haven't seen Cop Out. Have you seen Jersey Girl? It's been so long. With Liv Tyler, Ben Affleck, and George Carlin. I don't know. I don't know. It's good. Maybe you should pick it. (laughs) (laughs) No offense, but not my Kevin Smith choice. No, no, definitely not. Um, But I do, I do like it. Not my Kevin Smith. No, Um, but no one likes my Kevin Smith movie either. So, I mean, hey, yeah. Do you have a favorite Kevin Smith movie? Is it Tusk? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's Tusk. Um, no, I don't think I've seen that much of his stuff besides, like, Jay and Silent Bob. Clerks, Clerks. Be like, yeah, Clerks. You've seen Zack and Mary make a porno, though, right? That, yeah. That might be my favorite. I love that movie. That's another yeah, one that yeah. not a lot of people liked because it didn't really have the, like, Kevin Smith vibe to it, I guess. But I loved it. I, I like that one a lot. Yeah. Also said. Um, all right. Uh, Maisie, I think it's about time to do a hot, 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 hot take. Do you have hot a movie take. hot take for the week? A Each week we'll do take. a segment where we have opinions about film or actors or pop culture that maybe no one has. Or maybe we're just looking for that someone out there. Oh, I forgot we were doing this segment. Tight. Time. And I don't think I have a hot take, but I feel like you have one and you're ready to go. I mean, I already kind of talked about it, and that's that I'm not a Johnny Depp fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was my hot take. It will forever be a hot take. But that being said, I love Edward Scissorhands, and I adore Secret Window, and I love this movie. <laughs> so, who knows? Maybe he could turn oh, you're it You're moving around. up. More Kevin Smith movies. Oh, and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, obviously. <laughs> I don't think I have a hot take. That's all right. All I can think about is how uh, Ashton Kutcher went to trial against his. That's not a hot take. That's a. No, I know, but I didn't even read the article. But that's like all I can think about when it comes to pop culture. Same. But it's rad. Yeah, that's insane. Ashton Kutcher's a rad dude. Is that a hot take? (laughs) No, it's not. I think it's been confirmed. He's a rad. Getting punked right now. (laughs) Getting pumped. Oh. I have a hot take. Lay it on me. And it's probably, I think it's kind of irrelevant because I don't think it's really in circulation. 
that much anymore. That's not the phrase I needed to use. But anyway, um, I've been watching Scientology, Leah Remini in the Aftermath. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I said that backwards, but whatever. I really like the show. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to be like, I really like Scientology. And I was like... Well, I think... So here's... <laughs> I remember when it first came out, which is in 2017, um, like season one, mm-hmm. and people like re- like reamed her for Like she really? got a ton of shit from everybody, like all these other celebrities, news outlets. I saw more what? negative things than support. But the more I watch, the more I think those those are people in Scientology, and they're just like, oh my god! I know it's a whole thing. Don't even get me started. Wow, it's wild. Yeah. They're everywhere. I don't think that's uh, a hot take. I think Scientology's crazy, and anything can happen. But I'll take it for the segment. <laughs> I mean, good because that's all. It's all I've ever. That's all I've been watching lately. Because Jonah play video games, and then I watch stuff on my laptop, and that's just what I go to. Because. It's true crimey, and I'm here for it. Um, Violet, what are we watching next week? All right, Maisie. Are you ready? No, I'm scared, but I'm ready. Um, Let me get the year. Um, My streaming platform is Netflix. So it's the probably most used streaming service, I think, still. um, Because a lot of people are canceling, and don't get me wrong. I get it. Netflix's content is hit or miss. Very hit or miss. Mm -hmm. But Stranger Things is coming. So Yeah. So chill out everybody. Yeah, not on my life. I'm not canceling anything until Stranger Things is over. And uh what's it called? Orange is the new black is I think ending this year, so that will be a one out for me. But <clears throat> this week I am picking I'm so excited, especially since I mentioned him earlier. I'm picking a movie from nineteen seventy two, uh starring John Voigt. Okay. Ned Beatty and okay. Burt Reynolds. Okay. And that movie is Deliverance. Oh my god. Oh my god. Have you ever seen Deliverance? It's been so long. I definitely have never seen it start to finish. This is a movie that my dad was playing in the living room and I stuck in behind him and he was like, get in here, don't tell your mother. Oh yeah, 100%. Not surprised. Um, do you know the controversy about the movie? No. Good. Go in blind. (laughs) Okay, great. I know the controversy, but it has been so, so long. It was between this and Sling Blade, but everyone took Sling Blade (laughs) off of every platform. Um, because I went to see Joe Bob Briggs and he expressed his hate for Forrest Gump, which I also share, and how amazing Sling Blade is. I'm like, shit, how do I get an excuse to rewatch Sling Blade? But I picked Deliverance because I thought, what a topic. And we can burn through the movies way quicker, but since we did one movie, we'll do, like, start to finish, but, yeah. 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 Okay, 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 okay. All right, maybe. Shit. I don't have a pen, so I'm going to put it in my phone. I'll snapchat it to you after. Oh, you're okay. What are we watching this week, Maisie? Uh, let me check the year. Uh, we are going to watch... I liked going year Wait. and cast what's your streaming platform it's this is on hulu hulu okay is that good with everybody tight all two of us great uh (laughs) the year is 1998 starring Mm, i don't know who to do first 
Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. No, you're not. In Practical Magic. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> I could cry. I love this movie. I, so you got much. a little weepy. <laughs> I, I don't even need to freaking write it down. Give me an excuse to watch Practical ma- mag- Magic. Magic. Practical Magic. magic. <laughs> wow. I'm impressed. Color me impressed. I haven't seen it in a couple of years. Um, I'm one. 100- hundred percent here for it i don't know how many times i'm gonna listen to put the lime in the coconut after i watch it have you ever seen it no oh my god i i get like doubly excited when you haven't seen a movie oh this is gonna be a great podcast for you then because yeah. <laughs> i'm ready yeah boy howdy um yeah so guys um we will post another episode in the next two weeks um I'm not sure what day this is going to go up, but you essentially have two weeks to watch two movies. Watch them and do your homework. Right now, we just have a Twitter. Do we have an Instagram? Mm-mm. If you want one, though, let us know. We'll figure it out. Um, uh, we might just stay with Twitter for right now, yeah. unless you guys let us know otherwise. If you're like, who uses Twitter anymore besides right. us? Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So... Thanks, everybody, for joining us for Streamweavers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter um, and tell your friends. We're a brand spanking new podcast mm-hmm. uh, in a very diluted market, but we're going for the hey, edge here. This is what we know. We are all. We also have another uh, podcast in a very diluted market. Uh, go check us out at Murder Blows. If you like true crime and you like friends talking and you liked hearing us talk to each other at each other, um, there's four girls over there. We each have a specialty or a topic that we like when it comes to true crime. And each episode is something different, like a different genre of stories, if you will. So head on over if you that is your jam. And I hope it's not too douchey to self-plug our other podcast. But it's our baby. We've been doing it for over a year. True. And it's why we thought that we could come out here and do this because nobody stopped us yet. So <laughs> here we are. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much, guys, for listening. This is episode one of Stream Weavers. I'm Violet, and and I'm Maisie, and we'll think of a tagline later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.